Hey listener, this podcast is called Trigger Warning Romance for a reason. It is intended for an 18 plus audience due to the adult context and triggers that may be discussed in each episode. Please check the show notes for a full list of triggers and proceed with caution. You have been properly warned. It's time to count off the triggers. Hello and welcome to Trigger Warning Romance, everybody. I'm Nat. I'm Tori. And today is the first day of season two of Trigger Warning Romance. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. I hope you all had a fabulous holiday. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And crazy, ain't it? What a great way to start off the new year with we're going back to our roots. We're going back to Anna Zares with Capture Me and Lucas. How freaking amazing was this book? OMG. <laughs> now, every reservation that I had about Twist Me, I did not have about Capture Me. Yeah. You know, the Twist Me series, I started, I started off not being real sure. <laughs> and damn i was i was prepared this time <laughs> you knew what you were coming into and i loved every word yes he was amazing i haven't i haven't read capture me in a little while i've reread the this whole series um capture me twist me and tormentor mine that's like the whole i don't know I don't, it's a series right whatever whatever connected interconnected series and I haven't read it in a while. And I was like, oh, Lord, I forgot how freaking amazing Lucas Kent was. And I would say he was almost, in a way, crazier than Julian. I think... Yeah. Julian's crazy was focused on Nora. Mm. And Lucas's crazy was focused on revenge. Yes. Which makes it worse. Mm-hmm. Because there is very little that people will not do for revenge. Yes. But he was obsessed with her from day, like, page two. Yeah. Yeah. So it was definitely, you got that, like, jealous, possessive mind that, oh, like, yeah. put it in my veins of, like, you could see, like, my, my buttons were pushed in this book 110%. Oh, Absolutely, I could see that why this was yours. Why this was a you book. <laughs> yeah. Because this was not a non-con book. I would say this was a dove con book. She wanted him the whole time, but she was scared for multiple reasons. Um, let's maybe give him a little bit of a background, right? We should probably. Probably. But welcome to Trigger Warning Romance. Hopefully you've read the book because otherwise you're going to be confused and lost because we bounce around. Um, but this starts off with, if you remember from Twist Me, when Lucas and Julian went to Moscow to do that, I don't know, arms deal with some dude from Russia. Um, and then they went to, to they were going to try and get to Tajikistan to 
uh, capture all those terrorists that the Al Qadar, Al yeah Al Qadar I think, and like you know get rid of that all that whole situation. But their plane got blown up, and they they couldn't um, they couldn't do that. And then like that was a whole spinoff of when Nora went to Chicago to get kidnapped unsexily on purpose to find Julian because he got kidnapped again unsexily by the Elkador people. Well, the reason this all happens is because our main character, Yulia, um, is a freaking spy. And we're going back to this again. It's kind of like you can tell that uh, Anna Zares is a Ukrainian person because she the the conflicts she wrote between Ukraine and Russia is very true to life like as we speak those two countries are at war with each other and the like there were always hostilities between Russia and Ukraine um Russia has a lot of hostilities towards its old Soviet countries um and Ukraine used to be part of the Soviet Union back when it happened you know back when the Soviet Union was a thing so it's for me like reading that part was very like heartbreaking in a way because you can tell like yes it's just stuff that's like written on page like it's all made up but it's really not because it's it's pulled from true events and history so but no one's here to talk about politics with us so we don't need to get into politics but <laughs> i just wanted to like touch base that like this is a very realistic situation I'm sure there are Ukrainian spies out there who are working against Russia. Um, and our girl was working real hard to prevent Russia from making this deal with Julian to cut, to send um, all these weapons to the Donetsk region, to the freedom fighters or whatever they're called. And... Her job was to seduce Julian and get some information out of him. However, Julian was having none of it because, you know, Julian is all about Nora. Yeah, he wanted nothing to do with her. However, lucky for her, our, our boy Lucas immediately, like, zoom in on her because she's this beautiful. She was described as this beautiful model-esque person because she's supposed to be tall for a woman, um, because she, you know, needs to be a model sometimes. Like the job is very flexible where she needs to kind of fit into all these different roles. Right now she was being uh playing the role of an interpreter so that she could get the information from what the hell was his name? Uh, I don't know, the, the Russian guy that was that hired her to be the translator. I don't remember his name, but something with a B, but I can't remember it. Bushek or something like that. It doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, so yeah, he Julian wants nothing to do with her. However, she says something like, um, "Lucas Kent, the the right hand man of Julian. I've been trying not to look at him. He unnerves me even more than his boss. Thankfully, he's not my target, so I don't need to feign interest in him." For some reason, though, my eye keeps being drawn to his hard features, his tall body, powerfully muscled body, square jaw, and fierce gaze. Kent reminds me of a bagatir, 
a noble warrior of Russian folktales. Our man is attracted to her and she's attracted to him, but she's scared to be attracted to him because um, of this otherworldly, like, unnerviness that he brings to her. Um, and she she even says, like, I'm glad that I don't have to seduce him to get this information because I might have a problem with that. She And she says she feels him, like, looking at her, like, I get that feeling. You know that feeling you get when like some you, you can just feel somebody's eyes like staring a hole through you. Yes. That's what she feels. Um, and she's like, does he suspect something or is he like just attracted to me? Um, he said, either way, it worries me. Men like that are dangerous. And I have a feeling this one may be more dangerous than most. So we've already set up that Lucas Kent is the big bad in this. Okay. And she is attracted to him because of course like i mean remember that description tall powerful muscle body square jaw and a fierce gaze like who wouldn't want that not me <laughs> right um but she asks them for a ride to the subway because it's cold because she's trying to like get in with julian and julian tells lucas to frisk her first and she makes a note that like his hard emotionless um hang on his his hard face in his, is emotionless his expression not changing even when his big hands of course they're big travel <laughs> travel from head to toe um it's a classic pet down he doesn't even try to fill me up or anything but when he's done i'm shivering for a different reason the chill inside me exacerbated by a surge of unwelcome awareness and that's where we leave we, we leave it's like she comes on to julian he wants nothing to do with her and she's like all right like what am i gonna do you know so then she goes home and um calls obanko who is hit her boss for the UUR, like the secret organization that she's working for. And this is where I got mad because he said, you fucked up, but we'll deal with it as to like, because Julian didn't want to sleep with her. And I'm like, she, how did she fuck up? She got the information you wanted. She can't make somebody, you know, attracted to her. Well, she didn't have the information at this point. Well, she had the information of the deal went down, like, is exactly what you expected like uh you know like they're gonna help ukraine um get well the the freedom fighters of ukraine get like weapons or whatever and they're gonna exclusively help them and not help um the ukrainian actual government so she got their information and now they're gonna have to deal with julian but he said she fucked up because she she wasn't interested in sleeping with her so for now we'll need to figure out what to do about Escara and the weapons that will flood our country and i was like how's that her fault not her fault i think maybe he was just looking for somebody to blame he was probably just pissed off and being an ass yeah just being a jerk because she did a great job she did exactly what was asked of her um if she and, had come on to Julian any more overtly, yeah, they would have been suspicious. I mean, yes and no, because she does note that like 
she should have wanted to sleep with Julian. He's an attract like attractive man. Anyway, so she takes a bath. Takes a bath. <laughs> and <laughs> oh, this is gonna be. Let's give you another episode. We're both sober, by the way. This is a sober so episode. <laughs> I have I have just started my caffeine for the day. Oh, this is water. I have I had my coffee this morning, but um, I just have water here to stay hydrated. I probably will drink later today, but I gotta go get the kids first. This is like a whole thing. Um, okay, but she took a bath. She took a bath. It's very important. It's very important information because she took a bath and took off all the makeup that she had on for this meeting to make herself look like seductress and she notes and i happen to agree with her that if she had her way she'd always be warm whoever said hell was hot was wrong hell is cold russian winter cold i agree i freaking hate the cold you and me both, and I am surrounded by it right now. I know. You are just in a snowed zone. I am in western New York, which got dumped with snow yeah. before Christmas. Yes. And so... Well, my uh, four-year-old was very mad that it did not snow here for Christmas. And uh, looked at me like, why isn't it like, like why isn't it snowing? And I'm like, I cannot do anything to make it snow. I'm so sorry. If I could send it to you, I would. <laughs> Thanks. We're fine. She took a bath. Okay. She took a bath. And in the middle of her bath, somebody um, started knocking on her door. So she freaks out and grabs her gun, like wraps a towel around her. And it's Lucas. And she's like, what do you want? Like, why are you here? And... When she says, what do you want? He says, you. And I was like, oh, here we go. And she said that, of course, he wants me. Like, oh, that makes that makes perfect sense. She said, men have wanted me ever since I was 15. And I've learned to cope with it, to turn their lust to my advantage. This is no different, except Kent is harder, more dangerous than most. This just made me think of how gross not necessarily lucas of course because lucas is amazing but how gross most men are yes this had that was a very sobering moment for me reading mm -hmm. yeah because it leave it left me with an image of all of those slimy gross men just kind of pawing at this young girl mm-hmm it made me really reflect on my like experience growing up. Um, I grew boobs really early in life. So I think I was like 13 or 14 when I, and I was like a 32 double D like, you know what I mean? Like I was huge, like I was skinny and I had these big boobs and I just, I remember like, the summer had happened because like everybody started looking at me weird and I went from like I'm just a kid to like why are all these men looking at me like that you know mm -hmm. and I really helped, it helped me like reflect on my on how gross men were because 
I remember being catcalled and like beeped at when I was 14, 15 years old by these grown ass men. Like it was not other teenagers driving around in cars. And I'm like, I was trying to think, I'm like, when was the last time anybody catcalled me? And I can't remember. And I'm like, I think it's because I'm no longer a child and they know they cannot get away with this bullshit. Yeah. So I don't know. It just that that sentence really, really hit me to heart. Like I was like, that's so sad, especially when we find out later what happened to her when she was 15. Yeah. But that's for later. Right now, it's sexy times with Lucas times. And it was amazing (laughs) because he pretty much just. Let's do it. Just walks into she opens the door. And she's trying to, like, be pleasant. Like, would you, can I take your coat? Like, would you like some tea? And he's like, no, I don't want any fucking tea. <laughs> and he just starts feeling her up, like, right there in the hallway. Not even in a, like, not very um, consensual at all. I mean, what were we going to, it's an Anna Zares here. Like, what did we really expect? But um, he was very straight and to the point, like, no coffee. And then started, started feeling up her boobs. <laughs> And he said, we both know why I'm here. And she says, to have sex with me. And he says, yes, does that. And he's like, it doesn't bother to give it anything like but the brutal truth. And then he and then she she says something like, what if I were to say no? And he says, are you saying no? And she says, if I were. And he just said, what do you think? And that was it. And then he just. That was it. They just started having sex. He like pushed her up against the wall and just went to town. As always, the sex scenes in these in this book were amazing. Yeah, so good. And it starts out so early. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is fast burn on speed. It's page 18, guys. 18. <laughs> Not quite Zoe Blake, I don't believe. No. It's a little build up, but but really close. Yeah, yeah, very similar. She says, "I stand there trying to control my frantic breathing, trying to convince myself that this is no different from any other assignment. Except it is. I don't want it to be, but it is." Yeah, because she wants him, and he scares her legitimately. You know, I don't think she's ever had. A sexual because she's been assigned to have sex with these people and get information out of them that that's her primary job as a spy um so and there a lot of times they were just like older gross men like they were never i don't know a six foot five like muscle Beryl, yeah muscle. <laughs> never you know they're and she said like even the one partner she had I think she said her second assignment, like he was a in in shape older guy and like he it was pleasurable with him, but it wasn't like it was with Lucas. And I think it's because A, Lucas is an Anazir's hero. But B, also like if we're gonna put it in into real life terms, like sometimes you just have chemistry with people. And it is apparent that these two have always just they had chemistry from day one. From the minute that they sat down in that cafe, there was something going on between them, even though they weren't aware of it. Well, what I... Lucas is jealous of Julian. Yeah. Yeah. Because she came on to him first. 
he and he tells her he says you came on to him tense jaw tightens and his hand on the back of my neck shifts gripping a fistful of my hair you wanted him earlier today and i had never really thought about julian and lucas's relationship before Mm. so to hear that he was so jealous of his boss for some reason that surprised me i'm not sure why well i think it's because they're yes it's boss employee but those two are most they're also friends right they're they're really close friends right um uh i would put peter in that category as well those three are almost equals to me because yes julian is the big boss but they all more or less work for themselves and they could always just say fuck off to julian they have plenty of money and they can just go work wherever else they want. They choose to work for Julian because they like to, they they like him and they they like working together. Um, but I, I liked that he was jealous of obviously because I like jealous possessive. But I liked that he was jealous, and I liked that she had an answer to him. And she was like, "So what? I did, and now I want you. Like, what is that a problem?" And he had to like bite his tongue and say no that's not a problem because it was a problem it was still a problem oh i'm not saying it's bad that he's jealous of julian i'm just saying that i was surprised because i didn't think about it Mm. it's one of those details anna's ears is it's great with the little things Mm -hmm. that she peppers through the book that the things that you would never have thought about but it's there anyway yeah. He brings those to life. And I, I appreciate that. You also have to remember that he is doing all this and like asking her, like, um, do you want you wanted him earlier? Like all this is happening while he's literally fingering her. Yeah. <laughs> like so and, and and like you said, like he's very like like he has her by the hair. Like it's very I'm sure scary for her in a way, right? Because like He's got the strange man in her apartment and he's literally in her and he's clearly mad. So she had to think fast on her feet to like get him to calm down. Um, But it, it doesn't matter. Like, I don't know. She, she, it was an interesting conversation to have had like, while while you're literally like doing things to the the other person like you're literally inside of the other person and you're and you're having this very like deep conversation (laughs) it's very strange but i loved it and then all of a sudden she's ready to orgasm Mm -hmm. she or she she comes so fast yeah and she says my body usually so slow to respond is throbbing with aching need at the touch of a man who scares me. A development that both astonishes and unnerves me. Yeah, I mean, who doesn't want to be a little scared, right? Yeah, a little bit Just of a fear little bit. adds a whole lot to, a, to an experience. Oh, reminds me of that conversation I had with Mr. Savage about ripping underwear. <laughs> he was so mad. I've never seen Mr. Savage that I would say offended at anything I've said before. <laughs> wow. 
He takes his like, candy ripping ability seriously, huh? Really, really seriously. He came up, guys. I, I know you saw the TikTok, but he came up to me. Um, this was I obviously didn't film it because I wasn't like oh like I wasn't expecting anything. I was on the couch just hanging out, and he comes up to me and he's just staring daggers. And I'm like, I'm like what's wrong? Like, <laughs> what happened? And a lot of times he just just say kind of mean things to me like as a joke yeah you know like so I was expecting him to say something kind of silly and dumb but I was like okay like what's what's what are you making fun of me for now right and he's like no no I'm honestly very upset and I'm like what's wrong and he says do you really think I can't rip underwear off of you (laughs) I'm like what like you listen to that podcast he's like yes i had to go fucking listen to that podcast because of that stupid tiktok you made (laughs) and then my friend came over and then he got the pan out to make his point and i'm telling you i've never seen this man be that serious about anything when i saw that pan come out my whole life flashed before my eyes it's like oh my god He's gonna fucking he's gonna break something on himself. <laughs> well, but he, here is the question that listeners want to know. Has yeah. he ripped your underwear off yet? Not yet. Um however, I'm not gonna lie, guys, I'm a little scared. <laughs> so I I've been cheating. I haven't been wearing underwear. <laughs> I'm so scared. I can't say that I blame you. <laughs> so scared. Um, because I'm even scared that he's gonna actually, like, physically hurt me by accident. Because like he's gonna have to leverage something on my body to rip the underwear off of me, or he's gonna break something. Or he's not going to be able to do it, and he's going to get even more mad. So, no, um, I'm maybe uncon- get a pair of underwear and tell him to to go to rip them apart before they're on you. No, no, he wants to do it on my body. No, 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 he wants to do it while they're on my body. Yes, but if he can successfully do it, if he can't do it while it's off your body. Mm. He will not be able to do it while it's on your body, and he will yes. know that in advance. I know, but I think, okay, so he clearly can do it. He bent a hand in half. A, a steel pan. Yeah, I saw that. And it's <laughs> not going to lie. It was a little hot. It was so hot. <laughs> um, so, no, but I also, like, when it's time to to go you know what i mean and like have some sexy time it's usually later at night when the kids are asleep and at that point i'm in my pajamas and i don't know about you but like who wears underwear under their pajamas because i certainly don't i don't right so last night he was very excited but then he was very mad because he found out i was not wearing any underwear <laughs> i was a little um nervous that my pajama pants were gonna get that treatment but they did not so anyway why are we what how did we get into this conversation but i don't know (laughs) lucas is fucking julia in her apartment 
And she is surprised by how much she likes it. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, she's very happy, but very uh, nervous. And the thing is, like, then um, they have sex up against the wall. And then she goes to get her robe after. And this was the hottest line ever. And he's like, where are you going? And she's like, we're not done yet. Get on the bed. And she's like, we're not? And he does proceed to, like, pretty much fuck the ever-living shit out of her all night. Right? Like, they do it multiple times that night. During which time, she does find out that they are about they're they're leaving the next morning so that's crucial information that she then um gives to her her dude the banco man um and uh then she needs to get the fuck out of the country because her cover is about to get blown so that was a fun how like cool was that scene like of her like getting out of the country almost successfully i i wanted her to get out of the country i wanted that escape yeah i wanted lucas to have to hunt her down well he kind of did well no because peter stops her from leaving that's true peter you know foils the escape from columbia but he's so power he's got all of this power in russia Mm -hmm. and so they they put her in a Russian prison for Lucas to collect. Yeah, for two months she's in that prison. Meanwhile, Lucas is blown up in Tashkent. <laughs> yes, because the plane explodes. Mm-hmm. The plane gets shot down. Yes, because Obenka gets like <clears throat> some guy. Uh, he like gives him a bunch of money to to accidentally blow up the plane, but because. Um, of course, because the plane has this like anti-missile technology and the special coating or whatever. And um, all of them are wearing those flame retardant zippy suits. Well, they have special um, armor that is flame proof. Yeah, that's the word armor, not zippy suits. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So because of that. Um, and because him and Luke, uh, Lucas and Julian were at the front of the plane when the, the plane got blown up, they survived. They survived and a few others, but the majority of the men died. Very sad. Who cares? Um, <laughs> the two that we need to survive survived. And wh- like while that's all happening, he then finds out who... like who betrayed them. And he's so mad that it's her. He is so livid because she says she fucked me over literally. Like she fucked me and then she fucked me over. So he wants to get revenge so bad. At the same time, he can't stop thinking about her because she's just so prominent on his mind. Like he's never had sex that good before. Um, She's never had sex that good before, but neither has he, which... Of course, he needs more of that, right? Absolutely. It's a romance novel. So, but yeah, no, I I was hoping, I was rooting for her to escape as well. But I can see why. I mean, it could have worked either way. 
Um, but I could see why they needed her to, for plot reasons, to get captured because then she is literally his war prize, as he calls her. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she was a prisoner of war. So now she's his prisoner of war. And I guess, I don't know, I'm not, I don't know military rules, but like, apparently you can do whatever you want to them. So, well, apparently there is no Geneva Convention in Colombia. <laughs> so anything goes. Yeah. Um, but the one thing I really didn't um, find very, uh, how can I say, like believable is they, they said that like um, the one thing that the Russian prison was against is like rape. And I'm like, I don't think that's true. <laughs> I'm not sure. I, I mean, I, I could probably see why, like, because nobody, we don't need that on page, right? Like, she already survived rape um, in her past. We don't need that on top of that. But I don't know. Just, uh, like, Russian prison is not where you want to end up ever. So, especially a woman in a Russian prison, you do not want to be. So. Yeah, that is, I, I can't imagine anything worse. Yeah, it's pretty horrible. But Lucas, um, behind Julian's back, decides when they get back to to Colombia that he's going to ask for Julia to be sent over to them in Colombia. So, and he does this, like I said, behind Julian's back. He doesn't anything about it. And when he does tell her, t- tell Julian about him, Julian is like, all right, I see what, you, I see what you're going for. Like, I know, I know what, what you want her for. And he doesn't care um, because he's mad at her too. Um, and as far as he knows, Lucas is just getting her to punish her. And he wants to make sure that she's punished adequately, which in my opinion, I think being stuck in a Russian prison is pretty horrible punishment for most anything. So I don't know. I think being, you know, if I have my choice, theoretical forced sex <laughs> by hot dude I'm already attracted to and who I know can get me off. Or a Russian prison. Gee. Yeah, it's a hard call, right? That's a hard call. I don't know which one I would pick. I I just don't know about that now. Yeah. But he gets her and he actually he sends like Diego and somebody else to go get her. And when when she's brought out, she's terrified because she thinks that she thinks Julian um is the only one to survive she doesn't think that lucas has survived and she does feel really guilty about it like she's constantly guilty about it and she's when she was in that russian prison she was almost like dreaming of lucas and in order to like get away from the harsh reality of a russian prison she was kind of like daydreaming about being with him so when she finds out that Lucas is freaking alive and that he's the one that is receiving her off that plane, she goes into like complete shock and just start crying. And he takes it as a, she's trying to manipulate him again. And she, he gets so mad. Yes. Although I did notice there was a black SUV that picked her up. Mm, was there? It was. <laughs> Black SUV count. Somewhere we need to start a tally of black SUVs. Yeah, how many we've we've encountered in our, our reading journeys. 
because I'm telling you, they're everywhere. Yeah. But she says it's worse somehow that it's Lucas who will do those terrible things to me. Mm -hmm. That he'll be the one to rip out my fingernails or cut me open piece by piece. It's worse because there were times in that Moscow prison when I used to imagine I was with him. When I fantasized that he was holding me and that I was safe in his strong embrace. Yeah. I mean, she loves him and he loves her. They just don't know about it yet. You know? And he is just, like I said, he's so fixated on getting revenge that he's blinded as to why he's actually bringing her back. Yeah. You know? Like, he's thinking... I'm bringing her back. Like, sure, I'll, I'll fuck her a couple of times, but like, I'm getting her back here for revenge. But then the minute he sees her, like, all emaciated and sad looking, he just wants to take care of her immediately, and that makes him even more mad at himself. And um, and then he brings her to his house, and she's like, "Is this why am I here?" Like, she's confused because she knows that's not where torture usually happens. Like. Why is why am I not in some like warehouse or a storage shed? Um, like they wouldn't mind journeying up with blood and fluids. Instead, I find myself in a residential home, albeit one with only basic furnishings, one black leather sofa, a flat screen TV, gray carpet, and white walls. The room he carries me through is not luxurious, but it's certainly not a torture ch chamber. Could this be Lucas's house? And if so, why am I here? I'm like, because you're here to be tortured with orgasms, girl. Like, get on board. Yeah. Yeah. But he's really harsh with her. And like, she, um, they say like she smells real bad because she hasn't showered in like two months or however long. And he like tells her to go take a shower. And then just like watches her take a shower and gets mad because even... In her emaciated, like, sad prison state, she's, like, the hottest thing he's ever seen. <laughs> he just wants to have sex with her. Fuck. I clenched, and I see. She manages to turn on the water, and I force myself to remain still as she reaches for the shampoo. She's not looking at me. All of her attention focused on her task, and I feel a fresh wave of rage mixed with lust that dis and that disconcerting something. Mm -hmm. Something that feels suspiciously like protectiveness. Fuck. I clench my teeth, determined to resist the bizarre urge to step into the shower, gather her against me. Not to fuck her, though my body is eager to do that as well, but to hold her. To hold and comfort her. Yeah, so sweet. Like, he almost immediately turns from, I want to murder this bitch, to, I just want to take care of her. Um, but, and then he like won't force her to have sex with him and he's struggling because she's, he says, she's my prisoner. I can do anything I want to her. I've never forced a woman, but I've never wanted and hated one at the same time either. How could fucking her be any worse than slicing her up and, um, slicing up her delicate flesh to make her talk? It wouldn't be. She's mine to her in any way I please. And we go back to this a lot of times because he's like, I've like literally cut women up no problem before. I have no guilt about it, right? And like in a way, he's right. Like cutting somebody up and murdering them is way worse than rape on a 
horrible scale, right? Like, I don't know that I would agree with that. No, because at least the torture ends when they're cut up and murdered and then away with the rape is something that lives on in her mind will live on in her mind forever. Yeah. But at that point, he's still thinking he's going to kill her at some point. So I don't know. Like, I think either, either way, it's just. Neither is good. And neither is, neither is something I want to be, have to choose between. No. Yeah. I I don't want to experience either of those. However, I think if I had to choose, I think I would take the rape over the, the death, but you know, that's just, just me. I really don't know. Also, like, who's doing the raping? Is it Lucas? Then I'm done. I'm down. Yeah, that's a big question. That's a big <laughs> part of it. Right? <laughs> um, um, oh, and then she attacks him after that shower. Because she goes in and, like, grabs a toothbrush and breaks it. And then literally tries to attack him. Because she, she thinks he's going to kill her. Right. She, she's not sure if he's going to like rape her first, but in in her mind, like he is there to get revenge, so she's going to get tortured and murdered at some point. So she's like, "All right, this is my one chance. Like, I get the hell out of here." So she makes a makeshift like knife out of this toothpaste, no toothbrush. Shiv. She makes a shiv. She makes a shiv. Yeah, and she just lets her body like take over with her training. And I'm like, she's so badass. I love, I love this heroine. Yule is my favorite heroine out of the three. Um, I like her significantly better than Nora. Yeah, she's I don't amazing. know. I don't know the heroine in Peter's story, yeah. so I can't compare yet. I'll let you know when we get to, when we get to that 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 trilogy. Yeah. No, Yule is my favorite so far. She's she's got the she's got my vote. Yeah, she's so cool and she's so badass. Because after being tortured and starved in a Russian prison for two months, like, she's just like, all right, time to throw down, like, with a man twice my size. In the middle of a compound that she really doesn't have a lot of hope of escaping from. And she's naked. I mean, if she gets away from Lucas, say mm-hmm. say she does manage to jab it in his eye and get it in his brain, what's, yeah. she gonna, what's next? Yeah. Because there there isn't a next. She's she saw all the armed guards and the mm-hmm. towers and the walls. I mean, getting into Julian's compound is not getting out is not really an easy task. Yeah, and when she does it later, much much later, spoiler alert, she does escape at some point because of course we got to get her. We we got to get that scene of him chasing her down, right? She does escape him at some point, and it is with a significant amount of information and help so for her to to do it just like now out of nowhere you're right like she'd be fucked either way like she'd be completely fucked she'd just get probably like shot on the way like running out of the house you know um but i do commend her for trying (laughs) she definitely gets points for for effort yeah a for effort yeah and then he's of course of course he overpowers her because I mean, I think on a even if she was in a good physical shape and like well rested, I think she would still lose to him. But on 
in, in this condition of where like she's half starved, exhausted, and just not in the best physical shape. There's no way she's going head to head with Lucas on his best day after yeah. you know, after all the recovery he did. It's not gonna happen. But I loved that because uh, we got to the him on top of her situation immediately after that. So, and he says, I've used up all my patience, beautiful. Like, time to go. Like, and I love, like, that's his nickname for her is just beautiful. Like, yeah. he's just straight to the point. Like, that's it. You're just hot. You're beautiful. That's what we're going to call you. Um, But she, like, pleads with him not to do it. And he doesn't. I know. He doesn't. And I was surprised, honestly. Because this is an Anna Zares hero. I'm like, hello, what? He wants her. He should have her. But he doesn't. Now, is this before or after the scene in the kitchen where she tells him about her childhood and growing up as a spy? I believe this is before. Okay. Because this is right after she took a shower. Okay. I think. Because he leaves her in there to like pee or something. And she brushes her teeth and then immediately is like, well, this is my only chance. Um, she does tell him about it later. Um, because that has a significant effect on him. Yeah. Uh, but no, he like just ties her up to the chair and just leaves at that point because he needs to cool down. <laughs> and he goes and like jerks off in the shower or something. Which is crazy. That is crazy. And he acknowledges it because... He says, I've never denied myself something I wanted so badly. She had been right there, stretched out underneath me, her long, slender body, naked and vulnerable. I could have fucked her any way I chose, taking out my rage on her delicate flesh while slaking my hunger, plaguing me for so long. Instead, I let her go. Son of a fucking bitch. <laughs> and that's when he also goes on to say that um, he was disgusted with his own weakness. Um because in his eyes, rape is no worse than the crimes he's committed in the recent years. In Escagara's service, I've killed and tortured both men and women, and I felt no qualms. But I couldn't rape her. So. And he decides that she's too dangerous and she should have been left with the Russians. Mm, yeah. Because he doesn't know if he has it in him. But that's when, after that is when he tells her, like, when they... When there's, I think, uh, well, it's, it, he says it would have been smarter to leave her with the Russians. No. As soon as the thought crosses my mind, my entire body tenses in rejection. Now that I finally have her in my possession, the idea of someone else tormenting her is unbearable. Everything inside me screams that she's mine, mine to fuck, mine to punish in any way I cho choose. Nobody else will lay hands on her ever again. Yeah. Mine. Mine, 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 mine. Yeah. Uh, swoon, panty melt, all that awesome stuff. But yeah, then they have a conversation about how she ended up being a spy. And then he's irate because he wants to know how many he's had. How many did you have to fuck to get close? Three. Two lower level officials, one of Gushenkov's friends, which is how I got the job as a interpreter. 
I had to sleep with three of them. I stared at Luke, directly at Lucas, ignoring the ball of shame lodged deep in my chest. Esagara would have been the fourth, but I ended up with you instead. And he's like, all right. Um, how old were you when you f- slept with the first one? No, he says, did you want them? That was the first one was, did you want them? Mm-hmm. And she was like, no. Yeah. No, I, of course not. It was a job. Yeah. And then, um, and then it was how old were And she says 16, but I, she said that she always assumed, um, a year, uh, two years older identity. So she was 18 to the, to the guys. She said that she was 18, but she was really 16. And he's like, how old was your first target? And she says 38. He thought I was 18. The identity I assumed was two years older. And that's when he just like snaps. <laughs> and he doesn't snap to her. He snaps mm-hmm. and leaves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, that's enough for now. We're done. Mm-hmm. Because he's like ready to punch someone in the face. And that poor somebody is Diego later on. <laughs> well, I mean, he's right. She's just a child. She yeah. She never had a choice in what she was doing. No. I mean, it, it was... Because- no, go ahead. It was ingrained in her since she was 11. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, I'd be pretty pissy too. Yeah, and she remember she thought, I mean, he doesn't know this, but she thought she had to do this to protect her brother, her little brother. Mm-hmm. The only reason she did any of this is to protect her little brother because um, it got him out of the orphanage and it got him into a safe family. And I mean, yeah, they completely manipulated her because they stole an 11 year old kid and pretty much propagandized them into being their puppet and doing whatever it is that they needed her to do. Right. Yeah. And she had no other choice because she want, she promised her mother that she would take care of her little brother. And this was the only way she could think of to, to protect him and get him out of an orphanage. So. Yeah, it was horrible. Her story is a little heartbreaking. Yeah, so so sad. And I I was relieved to see that Lucas took that into consideration mm-hmm. and that he didn't that he recognized the no-win situation that she was in. Yeah. And he didn't like it. And that that says so much about his character. Because Julian would have said, fuck it, I don't care. None of that matters. Yes, I agree. But Julian would have only said that if if Julian was in Lucas's shoes and it was Nora, do you think Luke, Julian would have said fuck it? Or would Julian would have also taken that to, to heart in, in your opinion? Let's just say Nora was a spy orphan. I think that it would have affected him. I think that he would have he would have heard it. He would have murdered that whole yeah, he would have murdered that whole organization. Yeah. Yeah, he would have he would have gone slaughter happy. Mm-hmm. Which is what Julian uh uh bleh, what that is what 
um, Lucas is planning anyway. He's taken down that whole organization under the guise of they're the ones who blew up our plane. But he's really doing it because he he wants to get revenge on all these assholes who, as he said, prostituted a child. Yeah. So let's not get in. Like, they're almost the same person. <laughs> um, but at that point, what are they doing? Well, she, Lucas goes out and Diego's like, hey. To mm. get some of that girl, get some yeah. of that bitch. She's the one who blew up the plane, right? Yeah. And he says, even with the prison smell on her, I could tell that she was a hot piece or something like that. And that's when he just snaps and punches him right in the face. Yeah. Just tell me, did you fuck her already? Even with the prison smell, I could tell she was a hot piece. My fist slams into his face before he finishes speaking. Well, I mean, he did give, he did give the dude a warning. He's like, it's none of your business. Yeah. And he says, I told you it's none of your business. And then the guy's like, well, did you fuck her? Mm-hmm. What did he expect would happen? Yeah. Three strikes, you're out, dude. Yeah, because she says, um, she's not my girl, but as soon as the words leave my mouth, I know it's a lie. Yulia may not be my girl, but she's mine. She's been mine from the moment I lays eyed on her in Moscow. He's been obsessed since he saw her. Well, it's that 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 imprint. Yeah, I love it. I love it so but much. But this time the imprint went both ways. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. she imprinted on him just as hard. Yeah. They have I that mean, chemistry. Usually the women are a little more reluctant at front at the beginning. She fought she fought it in the beginning. The attraction anyway. Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? Like she, she had to, again, he was her assignment at that point. So she had to have sex with him to get some information out of him. But she didn't really want to do it because it, he, it scared her how much she wanted him. She was fighting it, the attraction back in Moscow, and she certainly is fighting it now because even though, even when they do start having sex, um, and it's definitely Dub Connie because she's his prisoner. So like the, the power shift is definitely in his, you know, in his way. Um, but she still like wants him and she still comes a bunch of times. And she's almost like ashamed of it. And she's sad because she's like, oh, my damn body. Like, I don't want this. I don't want to want him. You know, he's going to kill me, but I can't help it. So, yeah. And while she's in this chair, we go back to the scene with Rosa and Nora. Because they remember Rosa was the maid that had the crush on Lucas. Mm-hmm. And she and Nora found. Luca went to Luke to scoop. Yeah, they went spying <laughs> Lucas's house, mm-hmm. and they peek through the window, and there's a naked woman tied to the chair. Well, that naked woman sees them, and she's she's like, "Who is that? Is, is that yeah. is that his girlfriend?" Mm-hmm. And she immediately jumps to this conclusion that Lucas has a woman. Yeah, because why wouldn't he? He's hot, right? Yeah. 
And she says, the more I consider, the more I consider it, the more it makes sense to me. This right here is why he didn't fuck me earlier. It wasn't because of my pleas. It was because he didn't want to be unfaithful. Yeah. And that's a little heartbreaking. Yeah. She's so sad about it. She's so sad. Well, he comes back eventually. And because all he can think about is how she's naked and tied up in his house. <laughs> so, um, and he even acknowledges that he's like, I'm not really into bondage or anything, but um, I've never wanted a, a woman in that position before. But everything about my prisoner brings out my basest instincts. I want her bound and helpless. I want her to know that she can't get away. So he is completely head over heels. And he in this point at this point, I think he doesn't even pretend that it's for revenge. Yeah. Like he's accepted that he just wants her and he's keeping her. So he's gonna figure out a way to do it. And this is all before he's even had sex with her again, by the way. And she he brings her back to the bed, the bedroom, and it's sexy time. He's like, I've waited enough. Um, and he looks at her and he sees fear in her eyes, but he's like, I see something more there, something that turns me on unbearably. And it's desire. Like he sees that she wants him. Mm -hmm. And he says to her all while once again, um, fingering her, by the way, we have these very deep conversations (laughs) all, all while he's just fingering her. This is a common thread. That's what Um, you do. Yeah. Because he tells her to come lie on the bed, and um, for some reason he was he he thought that like she was going to you know kind of like get away from her. But the moment he touches her, like she wraps her arms around him and kisses him, and she was like he wasn't expecting that. And again, he's thinking maybe she's trying to play him. Mm-hmm. So he says, "I'm going to fuck you. You're mine. Do you understand me?" mine (laughs) and i'm like i'll be a sexy prisoner any day so how do i sign up for that um but then they start having sex and he's looking at her and and he says like yulia and he there's they feel like that connection between them that i keep saying about Mm -hmm. and he he says that he's feeling very vulnerable like it and he just shuts off you know and at that point is when he, he like pulls her arms up above her head and it's just like very icy and his eyes just like glint over. They were like, where's that? There was this like warm kind of embracing look on his face before. And now he's completely shut off and he's like mercilessly going to town. Yeah. And she freaks out because at this point it, brings her she has a like a little ptsd flashback to when um kirill her instructor raped her but the only it says the only reason that like she was grounded in this moment was because it there was no awful pain you know what i mean and it just felt good and she's like it never felt good with with him so um yeah it it, it was sad it was sad and hot at the same time (laughs) Well, part of me wanted him to stop because she's having these flashbacks. 
Mm. And she's begging him to stop because she's somewhere else in her head. Yeah. And part of me is is glad that he didn't. Um, I I thought this scene was hot. Of course it was hot. I mean, they're all hot. They're all hot. All the sex scenes are hot. Even the ones that are like complete non-con, like this one where she was begging him to stop. And he was like, no. Because she said he was not making love anymore. He was taking my body, claiming it as brutally as any conqueror. And they, she makes this um, comparison between Julian and, not Julian, I'm sorry, between Lucas and like a conqueror or Lucas and Abu Ghatir, which is like a Russian conqueror. Um, and then like that like whole like your mind prisoner of war thing. There's a lot of that happening in this book. Where they're constantly comparing him to like almost this like Viking man that like pillaged a village and like she is his prize. Yeah. Even I think even Yula says it at some point. And like, let's not lie, that's hot. Like there's definitely a hot vibe going on there. So Yeah, I I'd read that. I love we need to read a hot Viking book. We do. We guys, if you guys have any good recs for good Viking books. Yeah. Drop them on our, our, our website, triggerwarningromance.com. I almost feel like we should go back to like a Joanna Lindsay, like an oldie but a goodie, like oh. a Joanna Lindsay, what is it, like Fires of Winter or something like that? I don't know, but I, re- I remember reading those books when yeah. I was probably too young to be reading them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, but like, yeah, we should, I think we should do that. Like the way we did with, um, and you know what? Probably the way it was with Christine Feehan, we're going to be like, why did we think this was sexy? Like they probably yeah. no sex scenes in any of it. But uh, we should totally go back and read um, a Joanna Lindsay at some point. And maybe Fire uh, Fires of Winter is like a good one to go to. Okay. Because I remember that one was about a Viking. I don't remember much about that book. It was a long time ago that I read it, but. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you lit up when I mentioned Vikings. So we need to read some Vikings. I I read and st- I started a couple of Viking books, but I I DNF'd them mm. for various and essential reasons. I haven't really found the closest thing to a Viking that I have found that I enjoyed was with Fang and Claws mm. by Sam Hall. Okay. Hang on. Let me get this. Let me get these titles down. It was what was it, Joanna Lindsay? Fires of Winter, I think. Yeah, Fires of Winter, Joanna Lindsay. Oh my God, that old school cover. It just has like a castle on the front of it. <laughs> um, the most recent one I read was um. I think the axe and the shield. Yeah. The, oh, the shield and the, the shield and the axe by MK Roberts. But that wasn't dark. Like it was good. Um, and it was an MMF kind of book. Mm-hmm. Um, And it's a cliffy. So it's not even finished. The series isn't finished. So I wouldn't say we read that quite yet. And like I said, it's also not, I didn't find it dark. It was good, but it wasn't dark. So not, not for us. With fangs and claws as a white shoes, mm. and okay, book two is out, which is also fabulous. Um, but they're they're cliffies, 
Okay. Um, Nothing wrong with a cliffy as long as the series is finished, you know, so that yeah. we're not leaving our hangers reading. Like technically all of these books are cliffies. Um, Capture Me is a cliffy because it ended on yeah. a cliffy. But the series is done, so I don't feel bad recommending it for our readers because they're, they can go on and finish the series, you know? Yeah. Anyway, what were that? I don't remember what I was saying, but... What I was going to say was he makes her come, and he comes, and she says, I feel a stickiness of sweat gluing our bodies together, Hear the harsh bellows of his breathing and strange, unwelcome tears burn my eyes. Mm. If I had any doubts about the reality of what's happening, they're gone. This act, this soul-tearing thing that happened between us, impresses upon me more than ever the fact that Lucas is alive. He's alive and I'm his prisoner. The tears threaten to spill out and I squeeze my eyelids together, determined to prevent that from happening. I can't allow myself the luxury of crying. Whatever this means, whatever Lucas has in store for me, I have to bear it. I have to be strong because this is only the start. My captivity is just beginning. What a way to end a book. I turned the, I yeah. flipped the page on my Kindle and I was like, damn it. Yeah, that's it. Because even though I could have gone on into Bind Me, mm-hmm. I didn't want to because I was afraid I would get them confused. Yeah. I was, I was just like, ah. Yeah. I was very thankful that we started this after everything was done. Yeah. I was no. very unhappy with that cliffhanger. It's, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, these are cliffies, but I don't feel bad because the readers could continue on to bind me, which is probably my favorite out of the three of them. Really? Because it's all sex. Oh. Because they're just together. Like, this is it. Like, he's finally broken down and decided that she's there for him to, like he said, punish in any way. And if he wants to fuck her, he's going to. And so he go the full book of Bind Me is just her tied to a chair and him being there with a dick. <laughs> so it's great. So tune in next week. Yeah. To hear about the dick. Oh my god, it's good dick. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. We are slap happy today. I don't know. For us to be recording in the afternoon, totally sober. <laughs> yeah. Well. But that's the book. That's the book. And we hope you liked it. <laughs> we did. We enjoyed it. We certainly did. Yeah, we certainly liked it. Thank you, Anna Zares, for that delightful morsel of capture me and and i can't wait to read bind me i'm so excited i know i'm ready to dive in yeah um do you have any palette cleansers for us today i do let me i have found a series um it is the herit chronicles by Mm. laurel chase the series is complete it's a seven book series and it's all very fantastical um you've got your sisters and your fae and a merman um and there's another magical world and there's the the bridge between the two worlds 
she's the chosen one who has to open it. The Ooh. last of her kind, raised as a human and didn't know she was any different, didn't know anything about magic. So it has all of these components. But the harem builds with each book. So it's not like everybody is just happily ever after in okay. the first book and then they fight the bad guys together she's fighting the bad guys while she's collecting her men mm. okay and the guys were already a unit you know so okay. it's a it's an established harem but the way they respond to her is is so different i i really enjoyed it i'm on i'm on book six now awesome um, and I'm I'm having a good time with that this this cold wintry weekend. Yes, I don't not I envy you. Although it's pretty cold down here too, we just don't have the snow. So, um, my palate cleanser is that I got the new arc for uh, Liliana Carlisle's Omegaverse Possession. Oh, and I am. I had to hold myself back a little bit because we needed to do capture me. <laughs> but I started it. I'm about 6% in and it's if you like Omegaverse, this is hot. There's an mm, there's a a world that she's built where the alphas are all shipped out to like this almost like prison um island because they're too dangerous and mm -hmm. um to the Omegas, and uh, our Omega is weirdly drawn to that island. So, I, don't, I haven't gotten very far, but it's fucking hot. I can't wait. <laughs> I'm so excited. Liliana Carlisle is one of my favorite Omegaverse uh, authors, so highly recommend her books if you like Dark Omegaverse, and it's full of nodding and all the... And, and the cover of this book, damn, it's good. <laughs> so... I read... I read a book or a series and I cannot for the life of me remember the name of it. So maybe, okay. maybe you will make my day and, and you'll know it because mm -hmm. it was a, um, it was an Omega verse and all of the Omegas had been gathered together in a central location um, that was hidden from the alphas and they had taken this last Omega Mm -hmm. and put her in this situation um, where she's trying to figure everything out. And her alpha comes to comes to save her, but they capture him and they put him in a room and they torture him until he is completely wild. And then they throw her into his cell where he just completely ravages her ravages her and they're showing the younger omegas how unstable he is oh. they don't show them the torture that he goes through but they mm -hmm. show they show the results and they say this is what an alpha is so all of the omegas are terrified of alphas and she's like no wait this isn't you know this isn't right and as she decides that she's going to make her escape, the elders turn on her and it turns out that she was, she was pregnant and the baby saves her life in the fight. Her unborn child saves her life in the fight. 
it was a fabulous series and I would love to reread it, but I can't remember what it was. I don't think I've read it. Um, it's it's one that we should read. It was really, yeah, really it well sounds done. Like, I mean, parts of it sound like a couple different books that I've read, but it definitely isn't what you were talking about. about. I don't know. Um, maybe the listeners know. Email us or message us and let us know. I haven't read it. I, I can't remember. I don't think I've read it. Please, people, if you know the name, please let me know. Yeah, let us know because now I want to read it. <laughs> so, um, and uh, you have a new patron for us, don't you? I do. Very exciting. Let me pull that up. We would like to give a shout out to Donna, who is our very first sinful deviant Yay! on our Patreon. And we are so happy that she has decided to to join us, and um, we welcome her. Welcome, she's, Donna. She's been so- busy on our social medias lately too. Yes. Um. So it's been it's been really nice to talk to her. Yeah, she's so sweet. I. Uh, she says the nicest things to us, and uh, we love you, Donna. Thank you so much for letting us know how much the podcast means to you, because it just makes it even better for us to to make the podcast it does it 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 means something to know that that what we're doing matters Mm -hmm. so thank you absolutely so yeah thank you so much do you have a review for us yeah i'm looking for one (laughs) i'm sure i have one i just i'm having like a a slap happy moment where i'm like how do i get to the reviews i don't know why (laughs) what's wrong with me no here they are I noticed that we had a a comment on our anchor from Camille. Yeah. Thanks, Um, Camille. And that was awesome. Thank you. Yeah, Camille's awesome. I love that Camille just re-listens to us ramble on and on. (laughs) Like, Camille, I appreciate it, but uh, maybe listen to something else. (laughs) She's like, I don't even mind when they don't post new episodes. I just go listen to the old ones. I'm like, you're the best thank you she really is she has been supportive and 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 enjoyed us from the very beginning yes we have the best fans we really do we have the i love our trigger tribes they're just they make me so happy and here's a review from um somebody on our apple reviewers um it gives us five stars and it says so much fun i have so much fun listening to these two ladies they have made me want to read romance. Their random tangents make my day. I look forward to Mondays knowing that I'll have my new friends to giggle along with while they discuss sexy, dark romance mafia bosses and their shenanigans. It really does feel like I'm spending time with my two good friends. Keep it up, ladies. I'm anxiously awaiting your next episode. Love you. And we love you. Thank you so much. It's so nice. We love you. That is such a nice review. Now, see, Nat sees the reviews i don't because i don't have yeah I, I am i am an android girl mm. and i will die on that hill we'll have to uh somehow agree to disagree on this it's fine it's fine all the loves of my you can be wrong i'm i can accept that and love you anyway <laughs> just to say all the loves of my life are android people and I'm the only Apple person. Mr. Savage is an Android person. My dad is an Android person. 
you are an Android person and you ruin my my text messages with your green bubbles. <laughs> but no, thank you so much for that review. Um, it's so sweet. We're so happy that you um, find us uh, fun and almost like friends listening to friends because that's what we want to strive to be. Just two friends talking to our other friends about our crazy dark romance loves. <laughs> You know, like a big, happy, smutty book club. Yes, like a big, happy, smutty, um, deranged book club. Yeah, deranged <laughs> is probably a good word. <laughs> yes. Um, what are we reading next week? Well, as a surprise to everyone, we're <laughs> reading Bind Me by Anna Zayers. Yes, continue on Lucas and Yulia's story with bind me and i'm telling you it's a hot one from what i remember so i hope you remember correctly because i'm looking forward to diving in yeah i mean they're just stuck in this house and uh he's got plans to um to get some information out of her and he's not willing to torture her but he is willing to torture her with some <laughs> orgasms so <laughs> so join us next week for that yes we thank hope you so much for listening we hope that you had a happy new year yeah. and a great safe holiday. And we're glad to bring it in with you. Yeah. Welcome to season two. Hopefully you're enjoying it and we can't wait to um, see where it takes us. Have a great week, everybody. We'll see you next week. Take care. Bye. <laughs>